I'm Aaron Armstrong. I'm Pete Moran. And I'm Douglas Lehman. And we love to watch. We love to watch a movie for the 100th time. Doug? Hello, hello. Hey team, this is a special episode. It is our hundredth episode. It's a special epi. It's our hundredth episode. Is it are uh, we, is if it's a special episode, are we gonna learn about like how drugs are bad or something? Or is this oh, no, for the special if you no. live our life, Doug? <laughs> you learn that lesson every day. No, for the special epi, everybody gets an EpiPen. Yeah, every, yeah. We're all gonna eat peanut butter, which is <laughs> specifically restricted by our diet. Uh, no, this is our 100th episode, and if you're listening, uh, and Doug was able to keep a secret for two months, this episode to. is going to be a fucking surprise to you, because we're not even announcing it. You're like, oh, we're going to hear an episode on Ghostbusters 2, that's fine, I kind of like Ghostbusters 2. Not yet, motherfuckers! No way, mm-hmm. this is... I'm wagging my cre- finger, sorry, you guys can't see. It's, I, I've done 100 episodes of this show, and I still make these mistakes. Mm-hmm. We are preaching for the stars over here. Describe in great detail... What motion your body was making as okay, you did so that. I'm extending my right arm. I got, uh, you know, index finger out and I'm wagging. Your right or my right? Uh, <laughs> well, let me look you at guys the can sun. Me, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 we, we can, can read Doug. Okay, good. I just had a problem with Yeah. Uh, so we once were Doug less and now we have Doug less. Now we're Doug. <laughs> now we got more Doug. <laughs> Doug Moore is my evil twin. <laughs> Doug Moore sounds like a villain in a British uh, show starring dogs. <laughs> oh, Professor Doug Moore. Hello there, children. I'm here to kidnap all your puppies, yes, sir. Right, I'm a chimney sweep. Vile <laughs> creatures, dogs. The only dogs I like are the ones at the racetrack and the ones we hunt with me other dogs. All right, Peter, we're writing this tomorrow. Yeah, Professor Doug Moore's Revenge (laughs) I think that's a $65 million idea which is also the exact amount of money that the movie that we're talking about today (laughs) made worldwide which you think great I don't have $65 million if I had $65 million things would be going pretty good good Pretty good. Unfortunately, if you spent $175 million uh, plus marketing, uh, what what us math geniuses would say is, uh, let me put on my nerd glasses. Uh, you, done, you done struck out there, <laughs> Poindexter. <laughs> you struck out so much you had to like write down the losses for the movie before it even opened. Yeah, six months. <laughs> they wrote down $115 million loss. Unlike <laughs> the movie we're talking about today. Yeah, so we're talking about a little movie that uh, called Monster Trucks. It's our hundredth episode of We Love to Watch. Normally, we're a know. podcast. Hold on, you... hold, 
Hold on. <laughs> Normally, we are a podcast that talks about films in a very organized fashion, where we we put them in groups of four, and we're like, we're going to talk about this genre, this little mini genre we created, and boom, 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 four, and then out of the month, and we organize it by the Julian calendar, not the Gregorian calendar. But this, for our 100th episode, the rules are off the table. This isn't a month. This is just chaos. And that yeah. chaos- <laughs> Creature. Matches the movie we're talking about. Once again, it's all coming together. It's all one big tapestry. Yeah, I think this movie is less of a movie that you see in theaters, which no one did. And more Except of a for movie. Me. Yeah, it's more of a movie that you experience throughout your entire life because you continue to watch it again and again <laughs> and maybe just twice. I think just just twice. I've watched I think I think twice is gonna be good for me. Um, uh, but, uh, but no, it's always been there. And that's the thing you don't realize about monster trucks. Um, fun fact, my, my first word was creech. Um, and when I told my parents about this movie, they're like, Aaron, this is going to blow your socks off. But that was your first word. So... Creech has always been there for you. I'm imagining like a flashback now where like Creech has secretly been in all of your important life events, but he's been just <laughs> off frame. He was like, he was responsible for everything. Well, I got great news for you, uh, Douglas. It's very easy to make happen with the special Creech Monster Trucks app available <laughs> on the official the Facebook app. page. We, we're going to talk about all that because- <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, because this movie has a very special history. Uh, it does. And it's it's uh, it's probably something that if any of the Paramount execs were aware of it, they would go, huh, I am so confused what this movie has done <laughs> I to found- a group of people that I didn't know existed because we were definitely not marketing it <laughs> to a uh, uber nerdy uh, <laughs> film literate Facebook group. Yet for some reason they took it. And not only made it their brother in arms and their lover <laughs> and their companion, but it almost tore the entire group asunder. So we're going to get into that. Um, I know not everyone that listens to this podcast is aware of where we kind of all met in this Facebook group that kind of formed in the ashes of our favorite film website. But this movie did some stuff we're going to talk about. It was crazy. Oh, it, my God. It's still nuts. I was running through in my head and I'm like, this sounds so stupid it is stupid everything that we have done and the way that people like were hurt by it we're hurt by it people were hurt by it people left the group and never came back so so we're gonna get into all that because it's fucking nuts and even if you weren't a part of it like guys what have we done for the this, last year? It's so on a relative crazy. scale of history, this movie is like idolatry in the Catholic Church. Like some people, some people were just it's like, golden no, cap. you can't have a statue of Creech in your home. And we're like, <laughs> yeah. we're not worshiping Creech. We're worshiping Creech. Oh, I see why you're offended. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to get into a little bit of that. But I'm just going to start. Normally, we talk about this after... After we kind of go over the plot, talk a little bit about how this movie got made. But we're we're not going to do that because this is all Creech all the time for Monster Trucks, guys. For our 100th episode, it's going to be one continuous run. So this movie, Monster Trucks, cost somewhere between $125, $175 million to make. Finished filming in 2014. <laughs> released to theaters in 2017. Can I, can I just say something about the uh, production? Yeah. 
just don't worry, I'm not going to derail it. But um, this is funny to me because this project was one of the first things greenlit by Paramount as part of their Paramount Animation Division. And it was intended to be like their new Transformers. The studio executives were really hyped on it. They were like, yeah. this is going to be our new moneymaker, May 2015. It's going to come out, make all the money, and oh. They announced it as a franchise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In 2013. And like there was casting information for an entire year. And that's what we're going to get into uh, first. Because this movie, we're going to talk a little more about how this movie came to be. Also, how we imagine it came to be, because this movie's insane, and I have a theory as to how it was produced, and there's a real story for how it was created. We're going to get into all that shit. But first, the cast. Yeah. So, so this cast. Yes. They were announcing it. The Wikipedia page, uh, which, spoiler alert for later, our group got locked down, but... <laughs> The Wikipedia page, um, they were announcing these big names as they got added to the cast. Big names. Big names. I mean, they're like, they're like, oh, that's interesting. They're starring in a Monster Trucks movie. Well, oh, that they, person too? Well, this cast is getting a little interesting. Well, uh, this, every, that's the worst thing about the movie to me is that it costs so much to make, but it's not like they cast like Leonardo DiCaprio in it, right? Like, I love Thomas Lennon or Barry Pepper, but they're not $20 million movie stars. Where's the money? Yeah, going? so so Jane Levy, Jane Levy is amazing in it. Um, but she is. She's not, she's, sorry, Jane Levy is amazing. She's not amazing in the movie, but yeah, Jane Levy so, is amazing. And she probably had, like, no cachet when they cast her. No, she didn't. She was, like, right off, this was right off of uh, Evil Dead. Yes, right so, off and Evil some, Dead. And Suburgatory. So, what, so... <laughs> So this – well, that was a very popular TV show, Doug. Don't scuff. <laughs> so, yeah. So let's go through some of the cast. So the main guy, who gives a shit about him? He looks like – Lucas He looks Till. like there was a secret uh, government <laughs> program to clone the one of the guys from Supernatural and then they were successful. <laughs> and then everyone's like, well, why even fucking announce it? Because this project sucks, <laughs> science-wise. So yeah. let's just let him be in movies. He's so bad as an actor that I was glad he got killed off in X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah, and in real life. <laughs> He's the guy MacGyver then. <laughs> Is that a robot? No, if, a, if a MacGyver airs on CBS and no one watches it, <laughs> did it really exist? Uh, so let's go through this cast. These were announced one at a time. Like they're <laughs> casting like the new Magnificent Seven. Um, Amy Ryan, Jane Levy, Frank Whaley, Tom Lennon, Rob Lowe, and Barry Pepper. and Oh, and Danny Glover. Pretty good cast. Most of the people in this cast might as well have showed up to work, had the director, who also directed Ice Age, and fart in their face, and go home. And I bet they would have felt better about their work that day than what showed up on screen. <laughs> We're going to rank them, though. So those are seven actors of some note. Yeah. And all of them, as you're watching this movie, you're like, feel various levels of sad for them. <laughs> and some worse, some higher. So we've we've ranked these these seven actors, one through seven, of how how bad we feel for them watching this movie, one being the... The worst and seven being the, okay, I am kind of feel fine about that. And we're going to go through it. We're going to rotate. We're going to talk about our choices. And then we're going to get really fucking nuts and talk about this movie for probably two hours. So, Doug, Peter, which one of you want to go first of your seventh most 
actor you feel the worst for watching this movie? Uh, seventh, seventh most that I feel seventh before? least. So the seventh, seventh out least. Of, okay, is it the uh, least? Of, yeah, so the least. So I think, I think, uh, your number Levy seven. Com- I think number seven, Jane Levy comes off uh the best in this movie. Okay, um, I think that she is just trying. Like she comes in. She gives a very sort of like uh, earnest performance. She's not detached from the movie and sort of uh, blase about it. So I don't feel that bad for her because she kind of like got some, you know, she didn't get any recognition from this movie, but no. she kind of got like some work under her belt in a big budget setting. In some ways, literally, because I didn't recognize her the first time I watched it. I'm like, who is that? That's Jane Levy. She is somebody who I expected her agents to move her on away from, like, genre shit by now. But she's, like, still doing these, like, cool, weird little movies. And this was, like, her trying to step up to do a big budget movie. But nobody saw it, so nobody will think ill of her. So I don't feel that bad for her. Okay. Doug, what's your number seven? Okay, my number seven? Uh, Frank Whaley. That's interesting. That's my number seven as well. Yeah, Frank Whaley, I don't feel bad for because no offense to him, he's just a he's a character actor. So it's sometimes you win, sometimes you lose in those things, you know? That's kind of just the nature of the game. Sometimes I don't think this is gonna hurt him at all. No, no, no. It's a throwaway role and he's fine in it. And I rank him number seven because I don't feel bad for him because I don't like him all that much. Yeah, so he, him being in a bad role in a bad movie is like fine because I want bad things to happen to Frank Whaley. <laughs> and so, not only do I not feel bad, I feel a little good seeing him in You were so happy to see his trailer home get destroyed. You are like, yes! Wreck it. I have, Frank Whaley's in a lot of movies I like. I have never been a Frank Whaley fan. I don't think anyone's really a Frank Whaley fan. But I, like, kind of dislike him. Mom. And he's just, he's very, he's not a bad actor, he just annoys me in, like, this an ineffable way. You know, I actually liked him in uh, Luke Cage, and I'm not even kidding. I, I kind of liked him as, like, the whitest guy on the planet in, like, the first two episodes of that show. Oh, in where... just Luke Cage? That's what he plays? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's actually <laughs> funny to see him Oh, he like plays this... Luke Cage. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's playing, like, Don Knotts in the Andy Griffith show, basically. <laughs> he's fun in that. Okay. Uh, sorry, I mean... sorry. He's he is good in he is good in uh in in uh Luke Cage. Uh he is a this character where you're like, oh, he's just a normal uh normal sort of cop stereotype, and then they get to have him do a fun dramatic turn. To me, this is probably uh in, over insulting, but he's always I've always seen him as a poor man's Kevin Corrigan, which is somebody that I think people <laughs> also don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh that's <laughs> like, great. he's like the non funny version of Kevin Corrigan. All right, Peter, you're number six. My number six, man, after Kevin Whaley. Oh, probably. Who's Kevin um, Whaley? <laughs> Kevin Whaley. Kevin uh, Whaley. Uh, am I allowed to include uh, Holt, McCall- Holt no, McCallany? I, ga- I gave you the seven. I no know. one feels bad. No one feels bad for the guy who delivers the one line from Fight Club that everyone remembers. <laughs> All right, what can, about I the the, can I do the Pepster? Yeah, Pep. No, I gave you the list of seven, Peter. Can I do? No, I know, I know, I can. But like, can I throw the Pepster in right here? Because I yeah, like, throw throw the Pepster in. Because I, because I don't really feel bad for him because like this movie wasn't like taking away an arc from him because there was just a lot of movies in here that are not great post True Grit, like Broken City, Snitch. 
the Lone Ranger. Yeah. Like, yeah. kill the messenger. Here's the other thing. He gets to do... He's a little higher ranked than mine, but he gets to do a lot in this movie compared to some of these other people. I think yeah. Barry Pepper's treating it like a real movie. Yeah, he is. And he has, like, a character arc and a little bit of a story... Unlike get, some people we will talk about. Although, he gets the most nonsensical ending. Like, that whole climax is the weakest part for me, because it almost doesn't make any sense, geography-wise. I mean, have you ever been in North Dakota? <laughs> I guess I, I get, I'd present my point, then. <laughs> I'm just curious, have you been to North Dakota? I have only been to Connecticut and Rhode Island in terms of non-Texas states. Okay, let me tell you something. No one who had anything to do with this movie had been to North Dakota either. No, so, no. It look, I haven't even been to North Dakota, but it looks like it, from the movie, it's like a weirdly geographical place where there's like mines and also yeah. oil lands. Let me tell you a little it's bit about weird. North Dakota. There's no tell hills. Tell us a little bit about North Dakota. There's no hills. Yes. So no there's hills. definitely not fucking mountains. There's um, mountains in the movie, yes. You no, know, there's mountains yeah. in the movies. It's also green in the movie. Uh, North Dakota is like like grass but like wheat and dry land and like maybe occasionally you'll see a tree like i know i've been to the area that this supposedly takes place in williston north dakota they might as well have just said like oh it's the moon because no one's really been to the moon (laughs) i get it like you can do that with north dakota but it's also very funny as someone who grew up there it's like nope not even close (laughs) all right doug what's your number six all right my number six is thomas lennon Yep. Thomas Lennon, okay. who, who was also in Pottersville last year, so he was doing well. And Doug, did you yeah. read my list? Because I gotta tell you, my number six, Thomas Lennon. Yep. Thomas Lennon, who is a comedic, who, on a serious note, is also a comedic character actor. And again, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. That's what happens when you're in a lot of movies. Um, it's just a fun little family movie role, I think, for him. It's fine. So, here's why I don't feel bad for Tom Lennon, and then he's my number six as well. It's because he, like, he writes terrible movies with Ben Garrett, and is like, oh, that's yeah. fine. Like, he's like, well, we, we, they wrote a book, like, How to Get Rich and Famous, like, writing movies for Hollywood. I forget for the exact title of the book, but he's a very funny man, and he's in a lot of funny comedies, but his kind of ethos, and he's, like, publicized this, is, yeah, I'll just do movies because I make money doing that, and sometimes yeah. I'll do fun movies where I have good parts uh, like Reno 911, or obviously he was kind of a he, big creative uh, influence on, like, comedy nowadays as part of the state. Yeah, like, it's fine. Like, I don't feel bad for him because I don't think he cares if this movie's good or bad. He's having fun. He's great at committing to a performance. He's not having fun. In. I think he's having a little fun. He's not having any fun. He, I they don't give love, him anything to. They don't give him anything to do. I would so love to see the direction. I don't think he cares. For, I would love to see the direction on set when Chris Wedge was like directing him when he's like, in the, okay, when he's like standing over the tank with Creech's parents, like, okay, now Thomas, there's like a giant land squid in that tank, and you gotta feed him oil right now. He's like, sure, get it. it doesn't sound <laughs> weird to me at all. Let's do this. Uh, Thomas, Peter, Thomas is like you're number five. Thing. My number five. Would be Roblo. Roblo? Yeah, I'm gonna put Roblo in there. Okay. Um. So Roblo gives, I think, the worst performance in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah probably. He uh he gives, I think, the worst performance in the movie. He dons a dumb Southern accent, even though the movie uh-huh. does not take place in the South. North Dakota. Um, it's literally North. Th- North yeah. Dakota. Maybe it's- South Dakota. You get away with that shit. 
<laughs> like, I assume he's been to Chicago. North Dakota is further north than that. Yeah. Um, uh, so he, he uh, dons this dumb Southern accent. He clearly was just like he read like the character description. He's like, oh, man, Southern accent, go. And I don't know if he just thinks that like that's not a Southern accent. That's just a middle America accent. Um, Hollywood elitists. I don't know what Rob Lowe thinks. Yeah, no, I don't know. Rob Lowe is an insane person because, like, you'll, we'll all love yeah. him for three years and then he'll, like, tweet a bunch of crazy shit for two weeks and we're like, I guess I hate Rob Lowe again. Rob Lowe's so friggin' weird. He's a weird guy. Um, but yeah, yeah so I, I, I don't really feel bad for him at all in this because I don't think he's committed at all. I think yeah. Tom, I think Tom Lennon is somewhat committed to the point to the point where he was like, I don't want to look like an asshole doing this. I want to make it clear that it's a script problem, not a me problem. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's never a Tom Lennon problem. Why Why do they cast Tom Lennon? It is such a Hollywood thing to cast Tom Lennon and Rob Lowe in these roles. Like, known funny people post Parks and Rec for Rob Lowe. Like, this is what Rob Lowe – this is something that he might have gotten because people are like – This is this is something that Rob Lowe left Parks and Rec to do based on the timeline. Yeah. Because he, remember, he wasn't in that final season because he wanted to do more movies. And he got the script for Monster Truck. He was like, I'm an oil man now. What's weird is that Creech actually went over to – Parks and Rec for that final season, which is really odd. I don't know. It seemed kind of forced to me. Maybe they can replace Aziz Ansari and digitally replace him. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so good. They'll do the monster picks thing where it's just creature like reaching in, whatever it's yeah. Aziz uh, on screen. All right, Doug, you're at number five. I'm um, at number five. Let's see if me and Aaron line up again. Danny Glover. Oh, my God. We do not. Danny Glover should not be in the bottom of the top five. Okay, so hear me out. <laughs> this is, I say this. No. I say this, Danny Glover's barely in the movie. <laughs> He's in for like two scenes. As someone po- as a, someone pointed out elsewhere on the internet, there seems to have been at one point like meant to be a parallel between him not having the mobility of his legs and needing a wheelchair to move and Creech needing a car to move around. That might have been a theme at one point. I don't know. Nope. They Guaranteed do call it was the, not. They call the car they call the car a wheelchair for Creech at one point. Oh, yeah, so, they do. So it's a theme. Do you like, think that whoever wrote that line remembered they also had a person in the movie in a wheelchair? Because I'm going to hypothesize they didn't. I'll go I'll go wiki- edit the Wikipedia page tonight and add a, a theme section, and that'll be one of them. Yeah, um, we can't. We broke it. <laughs> um, but we got Glover. Wikipedia cops coming, coming at us. <laughs> we got, I if you're going to shoot at me, <laughs> I'm King Kong. <laughs> You'll never take me alive. My number five is Rob Lowe. I agree with all the reasons that Peter said. Like, he's bad in this movie. He's he's not an actor I'm going to feel bad for in general. Like, he's had a pretty good run. He's a very beautiful person. I'm sure things are going well for Rob Lowe. You They're made not. a lot of bad choices in this movie. You're going to have to live with them, Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe has, like, nothing on his IMDb in the future. I think he's done. Uh, number four, Peter. Um, I fucked my order up, man. Mm-hmm. Uh... I, I, I no, I didn't. Um, Lucas Till, let's throw him in there. No, <laughs> Lucas Till will agree is bad. It's a guy named Trip. I agree. I, I what I think about Lucas Till is that uh, I do feel a little bad for him because I do think he is somewhat charming in this movie. In any shot that he's sharing with Creech, I think that yeah, that's Creech though. Yeah, Creech brings it out. I know, but like he doesn't fuck it up. Like, the frame doesn't fuck it up. And Lucas Till apparently was, like, went from this to, like, a MacGyver show that just got canceled. So, I don't know, no, like, MacGyver's what his still deal going. is. Oh, is it still going? It's still going. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he, I don't really feel bad for him, uh, at all. 
he has this sort of I think he has uh, there's a few shots in the movie where he's actually kind of fun. So few shots. I mean, he again, Peter, it's 100 episodes. When are you gonna start reading my messages about, about, about what's happening? So Lucas Till's not ranked number four. He's not in contention for this list. Peter, you're kicked off the show. <sighs> Doug, you're number four. My number four is Rob Lowe. Yeah. Um. Basically, I have nothing more to add than just that he's not very good in this movie, and he's not very good in this movie, and it actually feels like a waste to not have a more entertaining villain in this movie because a lot of Kids' movies like this usually have very over-the-top bad guys like the clown and Airbud. So it feels like a waste to not have a fun over-the-top baddie. Like the clown in Airbud, he's willing to kill children. Um, <laughs> unlike the clown in Airbud, uh, he's sober while he does it, uh, and doesn't he doesn't well, I guess he does abuse animals. Not personally. He hires he hires other people to do it. So yeah. Yeah, my number four is Barry Peps. Uh, you know, I like Barry Pepper. I kind of wish he would have had a better career, but he didn't. Yeah. So, <laughs> and for him. Oh my god, uh, take Google was one over my computer. <laughs> Peter, you're number three. Um, I'm gonna go with, uh, Danny Glover on this one. Yeah, so Danny Glover, uh, is somebody who I think we all have, like, a sort of, at this point, if you don't have, like, a grandfatherly look at him from Royal Tenenbaums and Be Kind Rewind and, the, and you know, even Be Kind Rewind. Weapon, be Kind Rewind is so fun. It's it's, it's definitely, it's one of my favorite comedies of the past decade. Yeah, um, I agree with that. But uh, I don't really feel bad for him, to be honest, but I feel bad in this, because he's still working, he's doing lots of crazy shit, but he's like- badasses with Danny Trejo a lot. I know, but like, he's doing lots of crazy shit, but like, he is playing like, he was in Dirty Grandpa, some Wait, movie what? called- <laughs> Yeah. What the according according to IMDb and uh, according to IMDb he was in a movie called Dirty Grandpa and he played a character named Stinky which is maybe the most undignified thing that I've ever read. Oh uh, my god, he wasn't Dirty Grandpa. Oh my god. I might need to watch that now. No, I mean he's been in other movies. <laughs> but he didn't play Stinky in Doug, any of them. Doug, Doug, Doug. <laughs> Doug. Yes, sir. My sweet little baby. Don't watch Dirty Grandpa. Doug, you're number three. All right, my number three is Barry Pepper because uh no peps. No, 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 hold on, sorry, I got it wrong. That's number two. Number three is Jane Levy, who I feel like just deserves better than this. She does deserve better. I just think it, this is gonna wash over her back. You oh, know? she she won't even ever remember this in a year where she was in Twin Peaks. <laughs> but like, it, she's a fun year. She got to go to Canada. I feel like she should have been the lead character of this, honestly, because she's got a way more entertaining personality than douchebag high schooler but uh yeah she's she i feel bad for her yeah my number three is danny glover i think same page like it's not that i feel bad for danny glover in this movie specifically is that i feel bad for danny glover just his place in our films right now <laughs> is non-existent and he's always great uh when he shows up whether when he whether he was on the a-list whether it's a bit part, and this feels like the casting director made a conscious decision to hurt Danny Glover a little bit. <laughs> Stick him in this movie for two scenes, give him nothing to do, and be like, yeah, that's what you mean to me, Danny Glover. We could have had a no-name do this, and no one would have gave a shit. I but we did you just to show you, just to show you where you're at in your career. We're going to sit you in the seat, and you don't talk much. You're Danny Glover. 
I paid eight dollars to see Gone Fishing twenty years ago. This is my revenge. No. Fuck you, <laughs> Joe! I, I got Joe Pesci out of the business. <laughs> this now I'm coming it. for you. Suddenly, Joe Pesci emerges from the shadows to beat the guy up. I think I'm- I think uh, I think Gone Fishing is secretly a funny movie based on when I saw it in theaters in 1994. Aaron, Don't know stop. if that holds up. Aaron, I'll have to watch that one day because it's J.J. Abrams who wrote it. I'm sure it's-, it's it's a weird. I remember thinking it was a weird movie when I saw it, and I didn't know what I was expecting. But you know, maybe maybe that could be a fun nostalgia audit at some point. <laughs> On the show, uh, it's, probably, it's probably not even on DVD. We'll have to track down a fucking VHS, <laughs> a laser disc. It's gonna, yeah, it's gonna have trailers for Suburban Commando on it. Uh, <laughs> Peter, Peter, you're number two. Uh, I, th- I think I just realized we're all gonna probably have the same number one. Oh, of course. There's only oh, one yeah. number one. Yeah, there's only one number one. Well, that means I have to do Frank Whaley because I haven't done him yet. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel bad for him that he exists. You never gave Kevin a Tom Morgan Lennon exists. either. Yeah, um, I just feel bad that uh, that Frank Whaley exists in a universe where uh, you know I never did a Tom Lennon. I'm going to do Tom Lennon. Uh, yeah. My number two is Tom Lennon. Wow. Uh, my number two is Tom Lennon because I feel bad for him in the sense that uh, he doesn't actually get that many roles where he gets to shine. He was pretty good in that like. 17 again movie was that was that a movie yeah that was with zach efron jumping off a bridge <laughs> yeah it's a darker yeah. movie than i anticipated <laughs> yeah yeah I've yeah i definitely Saturday remember Night it is that it's definitely why people remember the movie um i wish that he had more uh, moved uh, more uh room to move in this role he, he's pretty fine taking whatever he can get which you know when it's a voice role i don't feel bad ever because it's like a, an afternoon but when it's like I don't know, something you might have put a couple months in, three months in. I'm like, well, that was time away from your family. So, Peter, that means that you didn't even rank Frank Whaley. And I got to say, while I was angry at first that you did not read the instructions to this game, the fact that you left Frank Whaley completely off your list, that he doesn't even rank to even feel sorry for him, even at number seven, that makes me feel pretty good about what you've done. Listen, today, I'm, so. more, I'm more No, it understand. does. Fuck I'm- Frank Whaley. And I'm glad I mean, that you... Frank Whaley's going to come for us, guys. Yeah. We now have an enemy of the podcast in episode 100. 100. In episode 200, we will yeah. select a new enemy. Um, <laughs> but, we got uh, Craig Bierko and Frank Whaley in the worst buddy cop movie of all time. <laughs> the Bierks. Coming for us. <laughs> Wait, Craig Bierko, we, we highlighted like last month. That beats like every couple months we're selecting a new enemy. At this route, we're going to have enemies every episode. Yeah, we'll just tell them, you gotta act your way to us, and they're never gonna make it. Uh, (laughs) Doug, you're number two. (laughs) Uh, Number two is uh, Barry Pepper. And, you know, I just want to say that I want so bad for him to go back in time and to his 1997 self when he was shooting Saving Private Ryan, and his younger self asked him, what movies am I doing 20 years from now? And he tells him, okay, so there's this movie called Monster Trucks. It's about... (laughs) And I try to explain that to him. Because, yeah, he's had some ups and downs. He barely has been working this decade, and it feels kind of sad to see him in this. See, like Barry Pepper, you're a pepper pusher. <laughs> I love that pepper. Yeah, my number two is Jane Levy. I love Jane Levy, and I always feel bad that she really hasn't done as much as I think she should have by now. Yeah. I like, was- she's done some good stuff. She's She's been in good movies. She's great in everything I've seen her in. She's, like, the one person still on this list that isn't, like... 
was on the A-list or close to the A-list and then just didn't make it, she still, I think, has a very good chance to become, like, the next big thing. And this is released the year of Twin Peaks, The Return. It's released right after her great performance in Don't Breathe. And this is like having, like, some some shit like that you did on a drunken night that you just want to forget. <laughs> just brought brought out when you're having, like, a really good year and just, just rubbed in your fucking face. And so, yeah, I feel a little bad that this movie did that to Jane uh, Levy, even though, as, as Peter points out, I think she gets her character and she gets what movie she's in and she gives uh, a really great performance being like, I don't give a shit. I'm a nerdy high school person and it doesn't matter that this this takes I, – I shouldn't be playing a nerdy high school person because I'm almost 30. But I feel bad. And now we can Our say number it one. Si- we, we can say it know. simultaneously, I think. Okay, ready? Three. Three, two, two, two one. One. Amy, Amy Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Who has two scenes in this and has nothing to do. She was Why the first she... person cast of this list. And, and she's like, like, she's like a, a fucking Danny Glover in the sense that she's there to like establish that Lucas Till is a child where you're like, well, technically he doesn't know in the junkyard for Danny Glover. Technically <laughs> yeah. he's not an orphan in this movie. So like. Why is she in the Why is she in the movie? I don't Look, Amy, you're going to be in two scenes of this movie. First scene, you say goodbye. Second scene at the end, you wave goodbye. Can you do that? Can you both say and then later wave goodbye? Oh my god. It's so okay. Oh, she does. So, so in and, and when people say like, "Oh, what else would she do in this movie?" She's the mom. The moms never have anything to do. Nickelodeon Pictures made another movie with Amy Ryan as the mother. The same fucking production company made a movie with uh Amy Ryan as the mother and uh called goosebumps so uh so in a similar movie <clears throat> that's approaching a similar audience a much better movie but um is goosebumps goosebumps has amy ryan playing the mom and they give her so much to do she's like a really fun part of the movie she, yes she kind of gets introduced and disappears for a little bit and then she's like a key part of the third act like they, you can't just say like, oh, she's a mom. What else is she going to do in these movies? Parents are always absent. Like, why even have somebody like this just to remind us that her career has not been taking off the way we all hoped after The Wire and The Office? Like, why even or have her in? just have her be Barry Pepper. She's a cop. Like, why do you need Barry Pepper's Barry Pe- character? You don't. You, why do you need a guy that's dating the mom <laughs> when the mom's not in the movie at all? Like, uh, it yeah. also makes more sense when she runs into, like, his, like, Barry Pepper's lecturing about, like, oh, yeah, well, no wonder your dad left and stuff like that. It's like, these are all good lines for the mom as a cop to be saying, like, this is why, you know, like, it makes no sense. Like, why? There's no reason for... The guy that Amy Ryan's uh, dating to have the third most screen time in this movie, who is not even like the stepdad to to Trip, um, yeah, she's like the step boyfriend. Yeah, step boyfriend. Like it's fucking dumb. So let's. Do you guys want to really get into <laughs> talking about hour? the the motion picture monster trucks creature? Uh, Creech, yeah. Truck, yeah. Creech, yeah. 
Uh, Peter, you have the honor being alternate taglines for the movie, the motion pictures, the film, Monster Trucks. Monster <laughs> Trucks. Monster um, Trucks. First, first tagline, meet Creech. Maybe it's already been used <laughs> once or twice. <laughs> I love that they use that like creatures like Superman or something, like an iconic pop culture yeah. figure. Well, that was the next one. That was the next one, Douglas. You're well ahead of me. Uh, it was, <laughs> you will believe a creature can drive. <laughs> oh my god. Oh and then god. the next one is uh, horse versus creature. Who will win? Whoever wins, we lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, horse versus creature. Whoever wins, we lose. Uh, I do have a a little a little thing to share with you people, but I would like for Aaron to run through the plot of the movie first. <laughs> so I'm going to run down the plot a little differently than we normally do because remix. I, I have a um, I have an idea of how this movie came to be. It's really the only thing that makes sense. So the story idea was that. A five-year-old told a Paramount exec, make a movie with, about monster trucks. It was really monster trucks. Now, I don't know. That's true. Or at least it's – I don't know if it's apocryphal. But that is that is the story that's out there of how this movie came to be. Now, I don't know if that five-year-old was then responsible for all the rest of the plot parts <laughs> or a screenwriter who – was a power hungry madman and but did not prepare in advance for his story meeting. So when they asked him a question about the story, he kind of just said the first thing that came to mind, but then because I don't know, maybe a narcissistic personality disorder, he's like, No, that's what I meant, and we're doing that. Because every single plot point in this movie seems like a answer or a, a solution to a problem that they threw out there, not thinking through that it caused new problems that they needed to work <laughs> out. <laughs> so I imagine this is how it went. Something like this. Like, so it's, yeah, it's a movie about monster trucks, but it's really, it's really monsters. And that's my movie. Okay. <laughs> so are there like monster, the monster there's, are there monsters driving <laughs> trucks? No, no, they're 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 okay. So they're not driving trucks. Are the, are are the monster are the trucks themselves monsters? No, no, they're not. They're not monsters. Okay, so in what way are they monsters? They're like in the tr they're like in the trucks. Okay, well you see why that would cause logistical problems because most monsters, werewolves, uh, you know, ghosts, other stuff that people are aware of, vampires, they're not going to like fit inside a truck. I don't really understand what you're talking about. Yeah, well, that's because it's a Cthulhu nightmare monster. It's like a giant squid. <laughs> like, they just, oh, oh, okay. So why is it in the truck? Oh, well, uh, it eats gasoline. Okay. <laughs> so... It's so it, like it's in the gas tank. No, people just feed it into his mouth. People, tell me people. more about these people. Like a high school guy who's like a high school guy who has the truck with a monster in there. Okay. Uh. So how? Why is the monster in the truck? Is he, did he always? Did he come from the truck? No, he's they, the kid finds him. They become friends. Okay, where was he before? Well, he eats gasoline, so he was eating oil earlier. And then 
came out of oil and now he finds he eats a finds a truck that's gasoline he makes friends with this kid oh okay so um so what's what's the conflict well the oil guys they want to kill his family oh he's got a family yeah no they live in the oil and he's escaped and yeah they're like just there he's he's gonna he needs to save his family Okay, so first off, so many more questions are coming up to mind. Like, you know that oil and gas are different things, right? Like, that's not a one-to-one. That's like saying that, like, he could also just eat plastic if he, like, eats oil because that's what – he's like, yeah, no, I, I, I thought about that because when he has the gas, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like cocaine makes him real jumped up and the truck gives him his superpowers. Okay. So you want in your kids' movie, what you're saying is that you'd like when he has the gas, it's like doing a bunch of like meth. Is what you're proposing? Yeah. No, that's that's what I. And it goes on like that. And that's essentially, I feel like every plot point in this movie, which I basically described, is can be can be summarized by just asking a very unprepared man what happens next, and then sticking to that answer. Because, yeah, it's about a weird Cthulhu octopus nightmare monster who is adorable, but like, (laughs) so you, Peter, you mentioned earlier, uh, or Doug, you're like, how does this movie cost that much? Well, that's because their first design of Creech guys was too scary. (laughs) Yeah. And they had to redo all of it uh, (laughs) to make it less scary. That's the famous story on the internet. Yeah. And they still were like, okay. Well, less scary. Okay, but you're not getting, like, the weird (laughs) mump-looking things all over them, or the fact that he has, like, giant, like, unending rows of teeth like a worse alien monster, and, like, (laughs) not that less scary, just a little less scary. It's gonna cost us us $40 million, and what did he have, like, angry eyebrows (laughs) before? It's still pretty, pretty... It's adorable. Dude, but Eric, it's I, gross. I found the like old concept art for Creech. He was terrifying at some points. Like Yeah, we, we need to share that on the website because Creech was at one point like <laughs> a scarier than uh, uh, Let me take two steps back. Most movie, I think Lovecraftian movies struggle with trying to depict the Lovecraftian monstrosities, the Lovecraftian monsters in any real sense. Because they're they're so hard and they're so like uh, creepily uh, inhuman. They're, they they don't look like anything that we've seen on Earth. It looks like d- deep sea creatures, but like they can articulate way better on land, like that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Weirdly enough, the concept movie for the movie Monster Trucks, a movie designed ostensibly for children, captured Lovecraftian terror better than most most directors have been able to do. Uh, it, it does a really good job. And they're a hive mind who, like, their hug is just, like, pulsating their bodies together. It kind of nails Lovecraftian, Cronenbergian uh, terror, but with a with a little bit of a smile. <laughs> yeah, with a little cuteness. I think you I think you're you did a lovely job uh, running through the plot of this movie because it is this movie that is as interesting as a movie itself as it is a how did this happen kind of movie yeah. 
And it is a movie that, uh, yes, a from all accounts, a producer, or, excuse me, a executive saw his child playing with trucks and toys. And he was like, I can make a movie out of this. And then he like kind of workshopped it with his child. <laughs> and then he forced it through. And then when this movie failed... After being pushed he out fired for his years, kid. he fired his <laughs> child uh, shortly before he was actually fired from the company. He was this, like, head of creative content. I would love if he, not really love, but if he actually went and just took the truck and was like, you don't get to play with this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's really that- but on the scene stuff, though, in the movie, is that for a director... Instead of hiring, like, some, you know, like, some unknown, you know, someone behind the scene, maybe a producer for Paramount to just direct it right, they got Chris Wedge, who's actually a pretty prolific animation figure. Like, yeah. his, his short film Bunny from 97 is actually a pretty thoughtful meditation on death and the afterlife, and it's a, such a sweet, silent movie that feels years away from what Monster Trucks is. Like, yeah. Well, and that's why... But but getting a good director in a good studio is why the Lovecraftian horror monster works so well and looks so good. Because you watch, like, fucking a Stuart Gordon movie like Dagon. Yeah. Um, he's got no budget, and he's trying to string stuff together. They had all the money to make their horror monster, and, like, the money's on the screen. The, the terrifying... Uh, <laughs> nightmare for children looks great <laughs> and, it, and i think that's part of the reason that i like capital l love this movie is that it is such a uh, a bastard of invention where yeah. it, 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 it the reason i love it is because like there's stuff that legitimately works in it mostly yeah. creech creech whatever's uh, on screen and it's kind of adorable how well he works he's just i have a yeah. little yes bigger. I have a I have a, a thing I want to talk about Creech real quick, but it is uh, the movie sometimes works and very often just like all the elements clash up against one another, um, and we'll get into those. But um, I really want to focus on Creech right off the bat, who has become a meme uh, that I'm pretty oh, sure boy. died on the internet two years ago, <laughs> but it has lived on among us. No, uh, it never because... lived out beyond the dissolve. Yeah. So let's let's talk about. That quick, and then uh, and then let's talk a little bit about our first experience, if you don't mind, Peter, and then you can go nuts on Creech. How does that sound? That sounds great. A little more setup. So, if you're if you're not a member of the film group where all of us met, a you should be. Go on Facebook.com, search for the Dissolve. It is it is a great place to discuss movies and uh, meet a really great community that um, upholds a certain level of discussion, hopefully, in the spirit of the movie website that we liked so much. And as part of the community, there's in-jokes and there's a lot of other things. And probably the the in-joke that almost tore us all apart <laughs> was, started, was started by a little 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 guy, a little wonderful, oh. lovable guy oh, named Douglas. Uh, a creature-like figure in and of himself. Now, yeah. Uh, who could dislike him? And now, Doug, you, you're going to have to – because I, I, I was there at the beginning, but not the – only you were tr- – you were the Genesis 1-1 of this thing. Um, oh, my so, God. Yeah, you were the Peter Gabriel of this. What? Yeah, well, there were, there was five people in Genesis. He would be one of five, Peter. I was going the, the Bible. The others would be Sonic the Hedgehog, Tails. The Bible. <laughs> the, the members of Genesis? 
<laughs> Sega Genesis. Oh, man, short shift to Phil Collins and Toe Jam and Earl. Uh, <laughs> Earthworm Jim. Yes. Uh, uh, so, so Doug, did you did you walk us through it a little bit? Yeah, Doug, did tell you us how you became a, a hero. Still? Yeah, did you see a still of Creech? Did you find the the Facebook thing that lets you insert Creech into all of your family okay. photos? Okay. Like what happened that that made this so start? Okay, so Monster Trucks has fascinated me. The delayed production, the fact that this was like Paramount's bid to be animation studio, it kind of fascinated me. The first trailer, which went out three months before I did the first Creech meme, was like bizarre. <laughs> And I had already made it like an in-joke among friends about Creech, Creech this. And then I decided one day – and I'd, I'd actually done this before where I used reaction images, like images from a film. And then I would do like a TFW, which stands for that feeling when. Yeah. Like, so that I'd done that before and this was just another one of those. I used Creech from the trailer when he smiles at the end. Smiles, quote unquote. Um, and <laughs> – People seemed to really react badly to it. They really did not like it. <laughs> and then they were like, Doug, stop. It's not a meme. And I was like, I'll show them. So I just did it once or twice more because of um, – just because it was funny. I just thought it was a cute little image. And then it, – It was funny for the record. It was very funny. And, and then, it got a lot of people – I remember going – you posted a couple times and I remember how I got brought in because at some point I was like, okay, Doug – I've now seen this like 10 times. What the fuck is this from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're yeah. like, from Monster Trucks. And then people start – people start posting it uh, themselves for reactions. <laughs> okay. People started – Here was uh, the interesting part about it though. Okay. Um, and I don't mean to interrupt. I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. Um, but here's the interesting thing. At first, I only had the trailer to work with, right? I only had the trailer. Like images still grabs from the trailer. I started to expand it more. So I do one where he's like, guys, teeth out as an angry react, right? Yeah. <laughs> then, then 2017 dawns. It's 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 a terrible era. Trump's about to be elected. The nation is in despair. Suddenly, Facebook tells me that there is something called the Monster Picks available, <laughs> and I decide, of course, like any rational human being, to race over to Google, get an image from Casablanca, <laughs> the pivotal ending scene, and put Creech in it instead of. Um... <laughs> instead of Rick and. I'm like, if you get don't get on that plane, <laughs> and it's that little creature just putting that little tentacle <laughs> up to uh, on her face, and all of a sudden people <laughs> were like, uh, half of the people in the dissolve said it was awesome, half of them wanted to kill me. You got uh, you yeah. got such intense so this, reactions immediately. You did not get any no, small reactions at all. It, no one was I, like, this is moderately funny. And it, this was really a close knit group that had like we'd had personalities that were in the dissolve that. We're, we're sort of like these kind of sowing discord and causing problems, but we have a very good admin team, and they eventually kind of saw that we never had something like this that had kind of been building, building, and building. Yeah. And once everyone figured out about Monster Picks, it was nothing but <laughs> – There was. One. I mean, I say nothing but, which is what the people who were anti-Creech said. Like, it was like maybe like seven or eight posts. Well, it was, but, it was one weekend in March where people really went nuts. It was yeah. the weekend Beauty and the Beast came out, and there was a couple – I remember I went to like a mini golf course, and I didn't use my phone the entire time, right? I come out two hours later, and there's all these great memes, like the King's Creech – Creech and Chong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they got, so, okay. they got really, really stupid. And they stayed stupid. And that's fine. They were so dumb. 
because it was it was, look it's a dumb movie with a dumb history that released a dumb promotional tool and you know what sometimes all those things come together to create these little works of geniuses you know what? on accident and i'll tell you what so it started to be a little overwhelming for some people and let's just say there was a there's the, there was the Creech War, and I know this sounds really dumb, and guess what? It, it is so not dumb. It's dumb. not dumb. It was it's not dumb. No, let me, let me explain why it's dumb. It was, it was, a, fight for, it was a fight for the, 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 consciousness, the consciousness of the group. Some people thought that by fighting off memes that they were somehow, like, raising the, dis- the discussion of the group, the Discord would get better if we drove yeah. out the memes, and I was like... And at the same time, I, like, was taking screen caps of different discussions, and I was like, you've gotten six discussions in the past six days about what are the most overrated movies of the past year. Like, the memes already exist, and they're way more boring than Creech. Yeah, and also, look, when I say it was stupid, I mean that anyone, and I'm... I'm gonna throw shade on maybe someone listening and I'm sorry because that's honestly what the Creech War was was you finding out someone you had talked to a lot over years was like fuck this get it off the site you're like it's like it's like brother against brother sister against sister you're like oh I thought you were one of the good ones why do you hate Creech so it um but so it really was that people people honestly quit the group over it People, um, people threatened to quit the group. The admins, the, hold on, the admins had to make a post that basically banned Creech memes, to which then there was like a comment section that had to get locked down because people didn't like it. Then they started another one. And then there was all that also I think may have got locked down. Then they were banned to a subgroup, which was like fuck. And and I should be very clear: people quit the dissolve for two separate reasons. They either quit it because I don't want to be in a group with a bunch of creatures, or two, they left it because if you don't let me post pictures of my of Creech in other famous movie pictures. I don't want to discuss Bergman with you anymore. <laughs> so, so then, then there was like a group of like dissident rebels who would try to sneak Creech. Like it was like fucking the French Resistance or something in World War Two. Like, come over here, we got Creech pictures. And then, like, occasionally, Doug would throw a Creech picture in the main group and you would again have oh the mod said this was banned how dare you and i imagine that mods quit being like the mod group changed dramatically around this time yeah i don't know if it was just fresh blood or people just going this is so fucking stupid that i'm literally arguing with another human being whether they should quit the group over douglas posting a picture of preach uh, it back to the future like i haven't I, done that one yet but i need to uh, so so, so yeah and then I, I posted so hold on. i posted one that in this period that was um it was entirely uh, a, a sincere defense, yeah. uh, defense of the devils, uh, the Ken Russell movie, and it was entirely oh, yeah. talking about how beautiful the filmography was, uh, the the, um, the the photography in it. And then uh, I just took one of the nuns in a shot. It's a shot with like yeah. ten or twelve nuns, and I just yep. put Creature's face in one of the, the habits, and like 
half the people responded legitimately about the devils as I wanted, and then three people were like, mods, I mods, see a creature! Get the mods! Creech! Get the mods! Creech! <laughs> It was so weird. It was like people are. It was like it was like the fucking end of 1978's invasion of the body snatchers for a couple people just pointing at you and screaming for a mod. Um, can, can I just say like too that one thing about the creature memes is like I even said at the time when Monster Trucks was coming out was I'm gonna quit when the movie comes out Sunday afterwards I'm gonna quit but and I'm not trying to make it sound heroic or anything like that but like that was the month Trump got elected right. And everyone's just friggin' distraught. I know I was in a dark place, especially in that, like, between him getting elected and uh, actually sworn into office. Yes. And it was like, this is a little way to escape. It's not a way to cure everything. It's not a way to, like, get solve all your problems. It's just, like, a few seconds of laughter. It's dumb. It's silly. And that's maybe what we need right now. And so that's what – And I- also it had a it had a rake – gag effect where they didn't even need to be funny like you just you reach that singularity of comedy where it was like mc creech cat (laughs) (laughs) over over mc scat cat and paula abdul and everyone was like that's hilarious like i'm laughing saying that there's two that i was actually just gonna point out from like early 2017 that i like and the only two like i think are really good besides the casablanca one one is the Fifty Shades Darker, where it's the poster for it, but it's Creech, like, just standing oh, yeah. in front of them. And then the Beauty and the Creech one, which I still think is, like, a moment of, oh my god, if I, if you sing the song, Beauty and the Creech, it fits. And it I'm fits like, this perfectly. Is, this is gold. This is gold. This is like God talking to me right now. Do this, Doug. Well, there were, and there was a lot of dumb stuff like that. I remember posting one that was just "Don't Creech" to the tune of like "Don't Speak" by No Doubt because you don't, you don't have to work hard when something's this stupidly funny. Yeah, yeah. I'm a and, Creech. Yeah, that I'm was a, a weirdo. <laughs> um. So. So, yeah, so that happened. So then there was this subgroup that occasionally, like I said, had incursions into this main group. <laughs> it, like, took six months, I think, before you could probably post Creech in the main group now and everyone would just roll their eyes. But there was a long time of, like, no! We, you're in your, you, Go do it in your subgroup! Go do it! This is hurting me in <laughs> some way. Go do it in your subgroup! Um, yeah, oh, keep that away from me. <laughs> and there was like but, legitimate there were legitimate heartfelt apologies to people over cuz Douglas is if nothing a sweetie. Uh, you know, we we we've kind of fallen off on doing uh sweetie reports. Yeah. But uh this week the the sweetie is Douglas. Oh, Douglas so like good. would be like would apologize when like people actually got up in arms cuz he's like, "Well, your feelings do matter." And then over time we realized we're like their feelings do matter, but uh, they're not triggered by Creech. <laughs> they're yeah, just, like, they're just like slightly annoyed at a meme. Like it's, it's a in- it's a little bit like yeah, like religion. Like yes, your feelings matter, but they don't need to affect my actions. <laughs> like, <laughs> like like it's great that you believe that. Oh yeah, no, just ignore it. Just scroll past it. But like it is not hurting you in any way. Who wants like yeah, we had a lot of we had a lot of like fucking elementary school hall monitors for a second. Like, <laughs> did you ask permission to go to the bathroom? It's very bizarre. Um so but this this wasn't the end. So then obviously we had the subgroup posting just only creature <laughs> pictures. Creech um, content. And, and yeah, so someone someone wanted to go and say, Hey, 
This is the most interesting thing that has come out of this movie. It deserves <laughs> that, to be on the Wikipedia page. That, that was me. That was me. And uh, people kept removing it, and they had their edit notes like, this This is a subgroup of 100 people. Why would this be referenced <laughs> in the Wikipedia page? And eventually, it got locked down. I should say, it is over a year. Uh, I posted a creep picture in the Dissolve today. Uh, so, it's, it's never going to end. And I think... <laughs> And and that's why I want to transition to our first time actually watching this movie. So I didn't watch it till it was on video. I was back home in North Dakota, the location where this movie happens, and I was there. You for my went to North wedding. Dakota just to? I wanted to be there for it. No, I was there for my sister's wedding. Well, secondarily, what, um, was your was your sister marrying Creech? Oh man, I wish I would have liked that more. <laughs> uh, like the guy, like first of all, I should be very clear: the guy is great, but who's Creech? You know, no one's as good as Creech. That feeling um, when you're marrying Aaron's sister, <laughs> the smiling <laughs> one in the water. Um, so she got married April 29th. So it was a late night. We all drank a bunch. So the next day was my birthday, April 30th. Everyone, you know, I think my dad especially was kind of like, well, what do you want to do for your birthday? Like, maybe you can pick out a movie for us to all watch. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, why don't we do that? And so I I picked Monster Trucks because it was my birthday and no one could stop me. But I also didn't explain it because everything you just heard, like, how do you explain that to someone about why you picked this movie? So I just like – I. Kind of want to watch it. I heard it was interesting. So I made my entire family watch this movie. My dad especially was great because I think he was trying to be like, oh, I want to make sure Aaron has a good birthday. So he was kind of like getting into it. And I don't think he understood why I wanted to watch it because I'm like the film guy in the family. But a lot of people, he was the, my dad was the only one who made it to the end. Other people fell asleep or just at some point were like, yeah, I'm going to bed. Uh, (laughs) I'm really hungover, and this is – I don't know what's going on, Aaron. This is but, literally uh, brother against brother if you have anti-creatures in the family. I think they were just a little tired. But how do you explain – I remember explaining all this to my wife at some point because I took a picture of our daughter and put Creech in it <laughs> to post to the group. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't. So I explained all this, and she's like, okay, yeah, it's kind of – I, funny? I don't know. Like, it's just, it's it's a, it's a, it's a level of disappointment of people when you try to explain this. So here it is. It's on the record. Everything that happened, why it's so insane. And honestly, I would love to talk to someone from Paramount and, and let them know that their fucking movie that they spent four years <laughs> Like, if this movie had come out when it was supposed to, not only would this not have happened in the Facebook Dissolve group, but the but the, I don't think the Dissolve existed. The no. Dissolve existed was on its last month when this thing was supposed to open, on May 29th, 2015. Thank God. Because <laughs> that would have been God. that would have been a rough last week for that website. This I feel like this is like the we should do like a documentary about this like the Creech Wars. I think I think Ken we gotta do a Ken Burns style and it's like and then I thought Name Redacted was a pretty cool guy but then he said no more Creech memes and I was like I'm not liking any more of your posts buddy. Yeah, De- dearest Esther, I write to you from the front of the Creech Wars this week. There was a soft ban on Creech memes in the main group. 
We still have our safe haven in the side group, but that's kind of lame. It's a smaller <laughs> group. It's like 100 people. Rations are not running out at all, actually. We're all doing pretty great. I don't know if they're going to shut down the Monster Trucks website where I can insert Kreesh <laughs> into, into any picture one of these days. But I feel like that could be coming up. Might have to learn Photoshop soon. That was the biggest concern, was like, if this goes down, I'm going to I'm gonna have to buy Photoshop and learn how to use it. I was like, like the Space Jam website where it never, ever goes away. How could you get rid of this? So We're just there forever. My first experience with this movie was confusing my family after a month lo- months-long battle that almost destroyed my favorite thing about the internet. Uh, <laughs> I picked a side pretty hard. Uh, what, how did you guys first experience the, this movie? I think, Doug, you're the only one that like saw it in theaters just like because you see movies in theaters well before it had descended into chaos. I, I, I did. I did. I did. I saw this theatrically. Uh, third day release, January 15th. Um, just 12 hours after I saw Silence, of course. Let me tell you, it, it was a jam-packed screening, actually, to my surprise. Probably the only That's one they good. had. Um, my brother, who was 14 at the time, went with me. because um, There was two pre- seats in the theater. <laughs> and we, uh, it was an interesting experience because um, I think the movie – I think that's the first time I've actually said my thoughts on the movie overall in this episode. The movie overall is okay. Creech uh, is the best <laughs> part, but it's hindered by a lackluster lead character – and a nonsensical climax. But um, it was so fun to see Creature on the big screen. Let me tell you, just seeing him that large after seeing him. And in charge. In charge. He is like, he is almost specifically not in charge. Someone is driving him. <laughs> seeing him, like, it was like so great. And all the kids seemed to love him. And it was... I would have loved this movie as a child, I will say. It, this is like Pacific like, Rim kind of movie where, like, if I saw it as an eight-year-old, I would have watched it a hundred times. It was better than, like, a lot of other kids' movies I'd seen recently at the time, too. Like, it's better than Sing or Trolls. It's um, pretty compulsively watchable yeah. scene to scene. It, like, it's it's well-directed in a way. The special effects are really good. And everyone on screen is a recognizable actor, even if they don't do anything. So you're kind of like... Okay. Yeah. Sure. The, the the fact that Chris Wedge actually like has directed stuff in the past and like actually has experience behind the camera doing stuff makes him better than like Raja Gosnell or like Dennis Dugan in terms of live action family movie directors from the twenty first century. He's he's good in that regard. Uh, so it was it was an interesting experience and it was cathartic and sweet to see Creature on the big screen. My little oh. my little meme. So why do you think people love Creature so much? I mean, he's adorable. And he's ugly cute. So he's, he's like, cute. it's a, it's a pug he's got situation. polyps on his back. And I love yeah. Pugs. And I love pugs. So. So at this point, you've all seen Shape of Water, right? <laughs> Are we going to talk about this one? I, it's, it's, we'll, we'll bounce back and forth from it. But uh, he literally kind of, he's kind of textured like, and he glows like the monster from Shape of Water. Yes. When he's aroused. And when he's aroused, the movie is literally about a, a human animal like loving friendship. Uh, it's sexual in shape of water. 
It's it is also that in monster trucks. In monster trucks, it is on screen, not sexual. But you know what they're doing in that truck. Yo, you know it. <laughs> yeah, whenever whenever uh, Lucas Till has to grab one of those tentacles, what do you think those tentacles are? <laughs> uh, dicks. Um, so <laughs> I. <laughs> so <laughs> also, this is true. Like as much as I love Jane Levy. They, their romantic side plot doesn't work because the chemistry on screen is all with Creech. And I yeah. don't yes. mean that facetiously. Like, Lucas still loves Creech. And it's like, <laughs> it's on screen and Creech clearly loves him. And I don't know where you fit in that picture, Jane Levy. So, so, so Aaron, this is weirdly enough. This is totally a extension of our theme of Love and Monsters. From yeah, that February. was a whole month ago. Yes, from February. <laughs> yeah, um, this February. is weirdly an extension of that theme that we're going to be covering, or sorry, the theme that we have covered <laughs> in February. Uh, I, I I agree with you also. And Jane Levy almost seems sometimes not jealous, but she's sort of like, so like you two have a thing and like I don't really fit in it. His like not seduction. Well, it is kind of his seduction. <laughs> his, big, his big move on Jane Levy is... She is sleeping, uh, which is a bad way to start a move, even if it's not <laughs> that bad comparatively. He takes some oil that's on his finger and he rubs it on her forehead. And then she wakes up and he pretends to be sleeping. And she goes, oh, and wipes it off and looks at him. What the fuck was that? <laughs> like, that's his move. <laughs> And with Creech, he's destroying his life for. Like, <laughs> like you put those two together. Like, you wipe dirt on one person's face, and then the other person you saved his family. Who are you taking home that night? Creech. Also, I don't want to, like, get too Freudian here, but, like, rubbing oil on someone's face. Like, that's <laughs> that is not imp- appropriate at all for a children's film. Well, there's it's also- not. There's going to be a deleted Flirting. scene, apparently, where, like, they're going to take the inappropriateness up a notch where um, Tip and <laughs> Jane Levy's character – and this is not a joke. This is real. There's a deleted scene on the Blu-ray where, like, they're doing, like, math tutoring. No, it's biology tutoring. And there's all kinds of, like, innuendos they trade. It's probably going to be real raunchy. Obviously. And then Creature's going to join in. <laughs> Did the person who made this movie know what a ch- ch- what a child was? Like – they made a not. scary monster, and then we're like, how about you make a bunch of sex jokes <laughs> in this Nickelodeon kids movie? I mean, Fun Size is a Nickelodeon movie, and that has like a giant chicken. Stop talking about Fun Size. <laughs> we're here to talk no about Monster heard of Truck. It, Doug. Focus. We're here to talk about your favorite movie. I need you to focus. It's true. But as for Creech's popularity, I think Creech's popularity derives from the fact that he's original. And I mentioned this about the Marvel Cinematic Universe for my generation. I think Creech is something that people <laughs> latch onto because he's theirs. There's no other prior incarnation of this character to muddy up the waters. People like Creech because he's there. Except for Shoggoth from H.P. Lovecraft. <laughs> okay. Peter, t- shove him with the Lovecraft. Um, but now he does not muddy up the waters. It literally brightens up the waters. It brightens up the waters. And be- But seriously, it's like... I think that's part of it. I don't think it's like the whole thing, but it's like kind of part of it where it's like, this is a new thing. I don't know what this character is. I've never seen him before. Let's watch him. And let's sort of, he's kind of adorable that And he's also kind of adorable. He's just sort of, and because it's ugly cute, it's not like a traditional 
Hollywood CG character in these movies, like the Smurfs or the Chipmunks, where they're supposed to be adorable and they feel too manufactured to be a Happy Meal toy. Creech kind of looks like an H.P. Lovecraft character, and that's kind of endearing. He's like – he's the underdog, and you can't help but root for him to be the kid-friendly mascot Paramount for some reason thought he was going to be. It kind of reminds me of it kind of reminds me of in Jurassic Park when um, Dennis is running away from the park after having stolen all the samples, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, he sees the uh, the uh, the uh, neck spitter dinosaur, Dilophosaurus. Yeah, he sees the neck spitter, and uh, he uh, he like thinks it's kind of cute at first, like this weird little like dog lizard thing. Yeah, and he's like. And he, like, tries to toss the stick to it, and it, like, doesn't respond. Creech is, like, something where, like, you'd see it, and you'd be like, what a sweetie! And then it's just, like, still staring at you, and you're like, here, go get, go get the snack, Creech! And it's like, no, you're a bigger snack than me. <laughs> <than that." laughs> Which Creech- is also why I do like that moment where he stops being, well, as cute and cuddly as he gets, and is, like, this ferocious monster busting through that garage. Oh, yeah! With, like, where he's, like, he's got his teeth going nuts, and he's, like tentacles flailing and he's he's i mean creech let's be clear kills people in this movie he does at the climax yes. he throws, and his parents do uh, yep. they throw trip and creech throw a guy into like some acid at the end the main henchman okay yeah, so that also that, at the beginning thinking... when they bust out they explode a bunch of shit yeah. and like people are there flying off into the distance but dying. that's the weird thing that the movie makes you ask is like this is all morally permissible because this corporation is so evil that they are willing to, they are willing to uh, kill these creatures like right off the bat. So like them defend, it's like weirdly them defending themselves, which is like not something that you're used to dealing with in kids' movies. Like you're like you're like yeah, it's fine that he threw that truck off a cliff with human beings in it because they were defending themselves from being massacred. Because these people don't want to get caught by the EPA. Like I want to know the cost that this company went through to not have to deal with the EPA. Um, so that's the other reason why it's a very good movie for children, I think, because one thing that's very important about children's movies is making sure that the antagonists in those movies are properly focused. You, The last thing you want is a kid coming away from a movie going, I'm not going to the doctor. They murder people <laughs> in this movie I saw. So I think focusing kids' antagonism towards oil companies and private military that's I'm fine with that. Good yeah, work, Monster Trucks. Yeah, I don't I don't really feel bad about this movie like portraying a uh massive corporation in a bad light. Like I don't feel like bad about that. Um No. So, yeah, Unlike I, I, Fox News, do you guys remember <laughs> this is before this is when Fox News was really in their lean period with like they had no president to control and they're yeah. like, I don't know what we talk about anymore. Um when the Muppet 2011 yeah, movie came yeah. out and they had a they had a whole segment about uh how the chris cooper's character being a texas oil man as a bad guy was a bad was bad for children <laughs> teaching them that oil was wrong oh my god if someone had told them about this movie they would uh probably said some shitty oh stuff about oh it and, and fox news has no small targets right like they will no. they will specifically target like a woman that makes forty thousand dollars a year and doesn't really talk to anybody, they'll be like, 
this woman named Anita is a piece of shit. <laughs> like for like yeah. two weeks. Like the, the Fox News is is not above that level of pettiness. So I don't know why this movie did uh, not raise oh their ire. It's because it came out when Trump was getting inaugurated. So they're yeah. like, we gotta we gotta focus on the prize. So I have a, so I I, I do want to talk a little bit about why Creech is such a he is the center of this movie. I don't really care about going through beat by beat of this movie. He's um, not in it as much as I wish he was. Yeah, the movie is mostly this, like, joyous thing where you're, like, whenever Creech is on screen and being Creechy, you're, like, we love him. Um, So I kind of want to discuss a little bit about why Creech is so famous. We've already been talking about that, but I want to kind of get in there. Um, And I think it's because I think Creech has kind of captured a millennial consciousness. I think Creech is is a a millennial hero. Yeah. Um, He represents us. Uh, you know, our, our, our interests. Um, I love see ourselves in him. I love yeah. eating cars and racing yeah. horses. Yeah, help, help me make my list longer. Um, yeah, you <laughs> love riding dirt bikes as a millennial only. But yeah, for one, he's ugly cute, which is very millennial. Like, pugs. Uh, Douglas, you're just regular cute. Um, Peter, I love like, you. Pu- like, think about pugs. Like, pugs pugs are, are like... Pugs are this are these like scrunchy faced like weird looking things, but they're so cute because they're just like this like semi miserable looking creature. Um, <laughs> you're, just, you're just like I want to fucking squeeze your fucking face, but like they look not happy being alive a lot of time. Um, <laughs> um, Creech hates corporations, doesn't respect cops. <laughs> so, so Creech is the direct enemy of an oil corporation, and he's only really saved by the EPA, right? Well, and he also uh, he also likes taking uppers really big with millennials. <laughs> yes, very huge with millennials. Thank you for helping my build, me build my list out. He doesn't respect cops, millennials, all members of Antifa. Um, he he loves dogs, all dogs. He, and he comes on. The- I love that early moment where he's like, sees the dog and his immediate reaction is like, I gotta bet that. Yeah, he starts rolling a cart towards a dog to get closer to him. And he comes on too strong with dogs, which is also true of millennials. Millennials' obsession with dog dogs is coming on way too strong. These these dogs are getting creeped out. Um, it was weird when he requested the next <laughs> vat of oil be avocado tinge. <laughs> Um, he drives a hipster-ass car. It's like this retro blue thing in a sort of mid-century modern blue, right? And, um, and he is, his mortal enemy is Rob Lowe, like all millennials. Yes, yes, of course, because he left Parks and Rec, millennials' favorite show. Um, he, his he also car voted is also, for Bernie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so his his car is green. Uh, it's blue in color, but his car is green. He drives it just through his own... It's, he's Flintstoning it, right? Basically. Yeah. I mean, he drinks gas, but, like, he's an animal that consumes gas. So this one's a little up in the air. What do you guys think? Do you think Creech is good for the environment? I mean, he eats oil. Yes. And oil is bad when it leaks. So you have to assume he throws some Creeches... Into oil spills. Like, oh you are set. <laughs> Holy shit. That could be the sequel is that they go to Deepwater Horizon and they send in creatures. <laughs> Mark yeah, exactly. Wahlberg is like, hey, hey, what are these creatures doing here? What? 
are these creatures doing in my place, Kurt Russell? What are they doing? And then the, it also works well for millennials because millennials like volunteering for short periods of time. So that's they clean up the oil spill. They go back to their life. Yeah, creatures. Creech gets dumped in the Atlantic, makes a few bucks, and then goes home. Um, so uh, Creech eats ass. Probably we don't see it on screen. Um, millennials love that. Uh, <laughs> Creech loves puns. Uh, Creech himself is a pun. Uh, oh my god! Wait, name the I'm gonna give credit to uh, former guest Brandon Lede, where he was calling Creech a creature, and I almost crashed my car on his podcast <laughs> because I was like, "Holy shit, <laughs> Creech <laughs> is short <laughs> for creature." Whoa! It was. Whoa! I was. I, I'm, this you know how people like remember where they were at historical moments. <laughs> I can tell you the exact when intersection I was at where I'm they, like when they announced Creech. Oh yeah, Creech. yeah, it's uh, it's a mind blower. Do do Creech's parents have names? Uh, 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 stop asking so many questions. It's Creech Senior and uh, the Rents. They're the Rents and Mary. Creech Senior and Mary. Creech scene and Creech also senior. Um, he's uh. Well, they're a hive mind, so they're all <laughs> Creech. Yeah, they're all Creech. Creech is sex positive. He backs off uh, to let Trip and Meredith uh, hook up a little bit. By the way, uh, Trip is definitely the name of one of Sarah Palin's degenerate children, right? Yes. Yeah. It is. Oh my god, <laughs> my mind is blown. <laughs> Let's be clear. Everyone named Trip is a degenerate child. <laughs> it's like Chad. So, but it's not their fault. It's not their fault. So what I think is that this movie is weirdly trying to pander to like middle America with its like redneck country songs and like Those uh, are the, the worst song that song that ends this movie is the worst song ever. Wait, so the home well, that's the thing I was talking about earlier is that I usually sit in movies when a movie is over. I usually sit and watch the whole movie and like at least this, use that time to like think about the movie and how I feel about it. Even oh, if that's I'm not a reading thing too. I watch the credits, but I watch I watch the credits like sometimes like I'm not actually reading them. Sometimes I'm just like sitting to like enjoy. If the song is bad enough, I like run out of the theater. If I saw Monster Trucks in theaters, I would have ran the fuck out of the theater. What is the song yeah. that plays during the credits? It's that Mumford and song. Oh, yeah, it's the home one, like, settle down, it'll all be clear, don't leave behind. That one, yeah. Man, you're the Mumford and the Sun. <laughs> yeah, they got both the Mumford and the Sons, and it's creepy as shit, that song, because it's, uh, no, you're not alone, I'm gonna make this place your home, sounds like a threat. <laughs> it sounds like, it sounds like, like you're not alone, song. you live here now, with me. <laughs> It, it's his home. That, Don't leave. Do you think they play that song at orientation at Guantanamo Bay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it also feels like one of the few reminders that the movie is like out of date. Like they held it back to <laughs> yeah, because it was like that thing was really popular in 2012. I remember it being in the in the uh, trailer for Trouble Everything. the Curve and the end yes. of. Uh, parental guidance and then it's like five years later here comes monster trucks like guys i just found the song 
Yes. <laughs> it was just, love monster trucks. Weird that a 2017 movie kept talking about the thong song. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a little, little strange. It must be retro. God. Why does so, yeah, that, talking about those Google Glass that are about to come out? I don't know what that <laughs> <is>. <laughs> They find out more about Creature's people by searching on Lycos. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Jeeves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like, uh, like uh creatures a millennial because he also takes selfies yes oh that's true technically um, he's not taking the picture but okay that's the yeah. best moment of the movie his smile uh he if you pose in a selfie you're taking a selfie so uh creatures a millennial because he has no job and the last couple he lives of out of his car he lives out of his car <laughs> he lives that's, in a van down by the river. That's this. Okay, first of all, this is the second episode in a row that you've had me on with a Chris Farley reference. And second, yeah. um, is that why he's going to get his parents out? He's, he's like, I need money. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get dollars. Yeah, he means to support are locked in a lab somewhere who's no one's paying my bills. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm out of pizza rolls. Gotta go get mom. Yeah, Meredith's mother is Meredith's mother and father are paying for the bills for him taking gas in every day. So, um, also, yeah, well, he uh, fills up the tank for four hundred dollars. Yeah, it's just like you're just like so. Yeah, that's just uh, you just that's four hundred dollars that you will never be able to repay. Okay, yeah, cool. And cool. Trip just goes, ugh, like how much are you making, kid? Yeah, four hundred. Danny Glover pays well. Yeah, there that's the it, other millennial thing. No respect for money. No hard days money. work. And then uh, the last reason that Creech is a millennial is because he's uh, scared of fire. <laughs> what? <laughs> Cyclical. Millennials are becoming cavemen. Don't question it. <laughs> We're all becoming Fred Flintstone. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a lot of good Creech talk. Congratulations, Peter. Very funny. Thanks. Uh... Why don't we talk about some stuff we like? I don't know. <laughs> I like some stuff. I like. Do you guys like some stuff? Not really. So here's my favorite. Here's my favorite part of this movie. I like the part that creatures in. <laughs> so the part, the scene where creatures in is uh, most terrific because creatures is a lovely millennial hero. He uh, <laughs> has a he has a sweetness about him, a sort of innocence, but also you know he's a little sly. He's a little, he's he's a little dog. He likes to have some fun. He, he likes to have a lot of fun, but, you know, how can you just say no to that face? Yeah. Uh, so, I like the scene uh, in the movie that was definitely in the movie that is in the movie. Uh, I like the scene that is in the movie where... Uh, I'm, susp- I'm suspicious this is not going to be in the movie. <laughs> where uh, the, shitty, the shitty enforcer uh, crashes into a massive explosion at the end of the movie, and he's, like, in his truck, and he smashes into that big big vat of chemicals yeah. and then he like and he like wanders out he's like melting and his like ear is down on his neck and he's just like help me help me and Ray Wise is like no get away no that was sorry that was, that was Robocop um, I thought it was nice when that guy died at the end and someone turned to him and goes in death his name is Robert Paulson <laughs> he, he's, he's, the, he's the guy that delivers that line in Fight Club Mm-hmm. I haven't mm-hmm. seen Fight Club, no. so I, I don't know the reference. <sighs> so here's a scene I legitimately like. The chase scene downtown after Creech does all the drugs in the gasoline <laughs> and is like hopping around buildings and learning his superpowers and and really just causing A, some damage, 
and be some merriment for me in the audience. Uh, I actually really like that scene. It's a great example of this movie where everything you're watching is so fucking dumb, but it's also very engaging. So it's like I'm having fun in this scene, even though it is about a monster living in a truck who did drugs, who is now climbing buildings, and everyone's like, whoa, it's it's great. And he's yeah. like crawling above Barry Peppercorn, and yeah. he's like he's like a, a tentacling around. It's kind of nice to have a movie that's like okay, it's not just a really fast car; it's a really fast car that's being driven by a monster with tentacles. So like the verticality of it, and the fact that he can use the tentacles as weapons is really important. So my yeah, favorite finally. moment, my favorite moment in the movie is the in the finale when they have a whole family of creatures. The the fleet uh, is it a flock? Of Creech? Oh. It's, it's a murder. It's, it's definitely a, murder a Creech of Creech. Creech. A Creech of Creech. I like murder. Uh, a murder <laughs> of Creech. Because that's what they do. Yeah. Uh, they. Uh, it gets pissed at the guys trying to shoot darts at it. So it shoots out its tentacle arms and smashes two trucks on either side of it in yeah. a way that you're like, it, it's a great moment because it's, um, you're like, I didn't know that they could do that. But it seems within their capability as tentacle monsters. So that's a there's a lot of great little chase scenes with the monster trucks. I think that some of the reviews I read were like some of the reviews I read were like complaining that like there's not enough um, action sequences and there's a lot more just like people hanging around talking. And I'm like, but like I like Creech when he's being a figure of action. I also like Creech when he's just like being cute and being an idiot. So I read a lot of reviews that people were really pissed that at no point did anyone go Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I was disappointed. They that did stick with the source material. I was very disappointed that not once during the movie did Creech turn to the camera and go, Douglas, thank you. You're the real hero here. I, I'd recommend Mushrooms because <laughs> that, I have had TV characters talk to me, but only is, is that, on Mushrooms. Is that how I get a creature to have the voice of Liam Neeson? I had Penn, tell, Penn and Teller yell at me that my trip was about to start watching Fantasia 2000 when they introduced their segment. So that was exciting. And maybe if you start doing drugs, which to be clear, Doug... This movie says is a okay. Gives you special <laughs> want- abilities and your friends. You save your friends. I do some mushrooms and watch monster trucks. Hey, I just want to be like Creech. That's why I only drink oil now. <laughs> <laughs> so- Douglas, yeah. gasoline drinker. But yeah, so I uh, yeah, that's my my most favorite moment in the movie is when uh, yeah, I think it's like Papa Creech because uh, Papa don't Creech. And he, <laughs> oh God. he takes. Oh man, takes you're the in trouble, Pete. Them. I'm in trouble, Pete. That's Aaron. You, you freaking. <laughs> you're in trouble, deep. But yeah. I like you're in trouble, Pete. Better, comma. Yeah. You're in trouble, Pete. What's going on? <laughs> um, so yeah, stroke. it is. It is a. It is a good movie when it gets to be a uh, action movie. I think that the actual like dynamics of how the action scenes work is. Uh, Compelling. Like, there's a scene where a tire flies off the car when it's going off a ramp. Yes! A tentacle, yeah. a tentacle flies out and grabs the tire and puts it back on the car. Like, I think the mechanics of how it works as an action movie are kind of sound uh, when they I'd get I'd actually there. be curious to see what, like, Chris Wedge would do with, like, a with, like a superhero movie. Honestly. Yeah. Like, I'd be curious to see what he I, would do. I'm going to be honest. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, in a, in a just world, here's, here's how Creech works, right? He gets this movie. Box office smash. Yeah. Also, everyone that was on the dissolve, 
before the movie came out is on the dissolve after the movie came out. It's a perfect world. Also, Trump's not president. Also, sure. Also, this is Lehman is like the Paul is regarded as the Pauline Kale of our time. And also, yep, that's what I've heard. Pauline Kale. And also, I have fifty pugs. <laughs> is it okay if you're the Pauline pugs. Shore? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> is that like what it's happens? A combination of both. So that's it. It's a box office smash. Then what do you get? Boom. Animated television show. Guess what network? Nickelodeon. Oh right? my god. So now all the kids that. are watching Monster Trucks. They're watching Creech Saturday morning and they're like, Mom, 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 get me the toy. So everyone's playing <laughs> Monster Truck toys and they're doing stunts. And then as those kids get older, they're like, Oh, and then Creech, my favorite character, did did those did the gas? What looks like gas? I don't know. Meth. Everyone starts taking meth, and then and then everyone gets all hyped up on meth and dies. And that's the end of all this nonsense. <laughs> well, we had a good run. Yeah, we had a good run. So okay. my there would if this movie was good, there was a hundred percent a kids animated show planned oh, for no. this movie. They 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 totally would have, and I will make it. Nickelodeon, hit me up. <laughs> okay, so I do have to say something. They planned on this movie the being they, they planned on this movie being their next like uh you know Transformers or you know like a yeah. a big a big thing. I do as we head towards the end. I, I'd like to be more positive. Um, I do Very genuinely. Positive. I am confused why this movie got such a. I don't. Understand, I understand why people loved the creatures in it and they were like, let's make fun of this and make memes out of it. That's fine. Why was this movie, like, lauded as the worst movie ever? It is so yeah. much better than any Transformers movie. Well, it's at least an original idea. At least someone was spending big... At least someone was spending big money for once in Hollywood on, like, an original concept. I'd rather have that than, like, the Hong Kong Fooey movie. I'm willing to bet that this is the highest budgeted movie in history with a title that's a pun. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a great question. Ooh, what is that. the highest budgeted movie in history with a pun for a title? That's something it's for next week. It's got to be Monster Trucks. It's got to be Monster Trucks. 125 to 175 million dollars. It's probably 185, but they were like too embarrassed to announce <laughs> any any losses above 125. Yeah, that's got to be that's got to be the distinction it holds. I don't think it's. I really don't think it's like that bad. I think it flows from scene to scene. It's pretty pleasant. The photography is pretty pleasant. It has a wholesomeness that I'm like really in. To yeah. there's a timeliness it, to it. There's like yes. timelessness. There's no pop culture. There's no twerking. It's just sort of everyday America. Yeah, and I <laughs> love that about it. That it's like it's not this mean movie that we've extracted the one good thing out of. It's this like pretty okay movie that there's one element of it that raises it above uh, just forgettable flotsam. There's one, literally one element of it, and it's Creech. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe maybe this is my like final thought on it because as someone who has a three year old daughter, you end up watching a ton of shitty kids movies, and they all have the same thing that that this movie has, which is a bunch of seemingly crazy decisions made only to move a plot a along with an audience that you have to perceive is not going to ask any questions. So that happens all the time. That's not that's not a rare thing. You can. You can watch any one of these, like, whether it's straight to video, whether it's theatrical releases, movies on Netflix that are, like, specifically targeted towards kids, and you're going to laugh at all the wrong moments. So I watch those movies quite a bit, unfortunately. 
This movie does qualify for that. However, most of those movies are not as compulsively watchable. They don't have any characters that, like, stay with you in, like, a positive way the way a Creech does. And they don't have this, like, this much fun. Like, this is a fun, easy movie to watch. It is not – it's dumb. It is really, really dumb. It is so dumb. But, like, that's fine. It can be a dumb movie about literal monster trucks. And that's fine. Like, it not everything has to be – uh, the best movie in the world, and I'll tell you what, if there had to be a movie that almost destroyed a group of friends film talking, I'm glad it was this one. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm right on the page with you. I think that this is uh, something that's not worth the ire that it got um, on a broad Specifically scale. Specifically by people that we know. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it, because it, it, ultimately there's like a sweet wholesomeness in it that I'm really into. Uh, I, I think I've kind of made myself clear on where I, I stand on this movie. Douglas, what are your final thoughts? I would like for you to end this episode. <laughs> well... <laughs> Me and Monster Trucks have had quite a road. It's almost bigger than a movie at this point. It's almost like it's bigger. It's bigger than a movie. So as for the movie itself, as I said, it's only okay. It's better than a lot of family movies I've seen. Honestly, God, it's better than Despicable Me Three. It's better than Rock Dog. It's better than um. Yeah, what else came out last year? Smurfs, emojis, whatever. Yeah, that's um, another example. The Smurfs fucking movies are way more offensive than anything in this. Because the Smurfs aren't even cute. They're just like these little pop culture robots. They're the worst. Creech seems like... It feels like a movie that needs improvements. Honestly, if anything like is crying out for like a remake in a good way, I think it would be this. Where you could like iron out the lead character, make it a little more cohesive as a plot, uh, make more time for Creech antics. But um, it's actually a an okay movie that definitely I think is going to have a cult following among kids who watch it today. It's going to be something that they will probably grow up really loving. And I think that's awesome if it brings people joy. And Creech himself has brought so much joy to myself and, if I dare say, to other people that, you know, I think that in itself is a wonderful thing. Creech-tastic, one might even say. But one shouldn't, because that's copyrighted sequel fodder for a title. <laughs> two monster, two trucks. Uh, Doug, thank you so much for Coming on, not just our 100th episode, which is great, but fulfilling a prophecy that was written somewhere in ancient Maya, uh, Mayans. There will come uh, a day when the Douglas will be reigning. He will be told of the Creech, and he will speak of it. Yeah, this felt felt inevitable, and uh, I can't imagine having done a Monster Trucks episode without you on it, uh, not just because I wouldn't have wanted to do that. I'm sure Peter wouldn't have wanted to do that. But also, I don't think uh, anyone would have let us do that. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for letting me be on here. You know how much I love to talk about Creech. And, you know, I, get, I just got to say to you two, that feeling when Peter and Aaron invite you on to their podcast to talk about Creech, that feeling feels really good. Keep on Creeching in the free world. Creep on. What do, you, what do you got to promote, uh, Doug? Uh, just my website, www.landthenerds.com dot blogspot.com hopefully by the time this comes out i'll have done my best of 2017 list and maybe we'll, we'll, we'll definitely have other reviews on there but just that's my website updating daily so hopefully- uh i've said this before i probably said this in december but uh douglas's uh commitment to the site is truly amenable i never see him 
slacking off. I never see him uh, giving anything less than, you know, the full effort. Uh, it's it's really thoughtful, really great reviews, and I always love to when I'm done. I never see movies before Douglas because he sees them first always. Um, but uh, uh, whenever I'm done seeing like a new release, I always like go swing by the site to see like what Douglas thought of it. Um, and he is never disingenuous, never cruel, never ironically detached, and he will never complain about any uh, bullshit that <laughs> that uh, you hear from. Man. Yeah, yeah. None of that. Uh, you'll never hear him complain about any bullshit that some of these like nerd ass websites will complain about, where it's like complaining that Ray had too much screen time in Last Jedi or something. There were um, too many women. <laughs> Just that's the biggest complaint, guys. Yeah. Um, you guys seen the new cut? <laughs> that awful, <laughs> awful thing. <laughs> Problem is, is that super timely now? Not so much in two months. I love, I love that he, I love that he was disappointed in it. Like he was like, he was like. Yeah, the movie doesn't really work. I'm like, yeah, because the movie is built around women. <laughs> it it does feel, someone said this, like, it feels like something that feminists would do to show how important female characters are to stories. Yeah. Um, and instead, like, he's like, oh, yeah, I made a shittier version of this, so we don't have to see women. And I also have to say, I don't even understand their point anymore, <laughs> because is their point just they don't want to see women anymore? <laughs> like, what, they, I think they've lost the thread of their hate group, because yeah. it kind of used to be like, we, I don't know, like, women should... I don't know, know their place or go back to some like version yeah. of them as like secondary human beings. And now like <laughs> you're trying to censor women. Like I don't get it. Eradicate women. There was, there was women in movies in the thirties <laughs> and the twenties. Like what, what is your end game? Ed, Edward Moybridge had peop, women in his like 1880s movies for God's sakes. Like look, if you're gonna, if you're gonna lead a hate group. <laughs> Very good advice, asking, everyone. <laughs> just have, a clear objection so that we can go and say, here's why this is stupid. Like, certainly this is stupid, but I don't even know what you're doing <laughs> anymore. I don't understand what you're spending your time doing. Do you? Are you going to edit the other movies? There's women in all of them. Ah! Like, just, what is your plan for also, your horrible life? Also, a, not only did they edit women out, they edited out all the porgs. Like, why the porgs rule and so did the, the porgs are the, the porgs are a if you actually like remember the original films the way they are the porgs are such an improvement over the ewoks because they're like non the fact that they're not a part of the plot makes them so yeah. much better yeah they're just they just show up like three times just to provide some quick comic relief and then that's it they don't interrupt and the movie. unlike the ewoks when the ewoks are killed and you see a dead one it's really sad when you see dead porg once, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's the one of the best scenes when the little porgs all yeah. like trying to like intimidate him. You gonna eat that? Oh, yeah. So if you learned anything from this episode, <laughs> if we're recapping, here's a couple things. One, like, don't take internet stuff too seriously. This goes for everyone on every side of that war. Two, Creech is awesome. Accept him into your heart as your lord and savior. Three. <laughs> Fucking get it together, MRAs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I do not understand. Um, so, uh, this was a blast. 
This, this was, was so much fun. This is an amazing 100th episode for this me to be on. I don't know if it's going to be amazing to listen to, but it was amazing to be on. Yeah, this is just oh, so it's going to cut together pretty well. No, if you pretty cut nice. I can't imagine cutting this down. God bless whoever's editing this because it's going to be like. I feel like if you edit this down too much, if you if, if this length right now, it's incoherent. If you get it down too much, it's going to be incoherent. Oh, Aaron, sidebar, sidebar. If you want a good joke, you would just say it's going to be May. You can do that. You can do that if you want like a side joke. It's bye bye bye. So next week, really quick, we're finishing. We're actually finishing off our nostalgia audit March uh, with Ghostbusters two, and then we're going into April, which we do have. uh, We're still working out some guests, uh, but we are doing Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and you guessed it. uh, Catwoman. Uh, no, Batman. We're doing Batman and Robin. We're do, yeah, we're doing Batman and Robin. But we're not doing a we're not a bad movie podcast, so we will not be covering it from a bad movie podcast perspective. We're going to be trying to do something a little different this time, especially so. with the shoe. Yeah, the Schumachers. Our kind of take is like, hey, when these came out, everyone hated them, or afterwards because they felt like they were ruining Batman uh, movies and superhero movies. And now that that is not a concern of anyone, we got the Nolan movies. We got a lot of superhero movies. We've gotten way from worse. Very good. Movies. Yeah, like, what do these look like now as their own objects? So that's going to be our take on them. And uh, obviously, Peter and I are huge fans, uh, I believe, of the first two. So it's going to be a really fun month. And I've I've always wanted to do, and I think Peter has as well. Let me rephrase that. We've always wanted to do, like, a full movie series to be able to kind of compare and contrast as we go along. We've done directors. We've done themes. But kind of doing its own individual unit of beginning-to-end movie series, we're really excited to do that as well. So that's what's coming up from us on the old We Love to Watch show. I don't know. That's probably the end, then. Yeah, that's 100 episodes. Yeah, 100 episodes. 100 episodes, and Tope. this is it. Yeah. <laughs> From the monkey's on. paw we wished on came true on its promise to give an ironic uh, punishment for us for saying that we wish we had a podcast. Oh, and... Because this uh, one, curse will go on forever. Oh, one last thing. Chris Wedge, if you're if you're listening to this, <laughs> as I know you do, um, please... Do you have Chris Wedge posters in your locker? Like... <laughs> How do you know so much about this person? Um, I've known about him since I was ten. Um, I was a, I was super looking forward to Robots when it was coming out, so I became like obsessed with the guy. Um, uh, Chris Wedge, listen. Chris Wedge, wherever you are, hide. Hide. <laughs> if you listen to this, check your Facebook. Uh, I sent you a friend request. Um, I want to add you to the Creech Group. I want you to see what you've created. Yeah, what what you have brought. And now I become Chris yeah. Wedge, destroyer of worlds. <laughs> <laughs> Oppenheimer. All right, guys. Good night and good luck. Good creature. Good night. Creature be luck. with you. Here's to at least a hundred more. Now I have the time of my life. No, I never felt like this before. Yes, I swear it's a truth. And I owe it all to you Cause I the time of my life And I owe it all to you I've been waiting for so long Now I finally found someone to stand by me 
Thanks for listening to We Love to Watch. Thank you so much for listening to our show. And we've got just a few quick announcements for you. There ain't nothing in the rule book that says that we can't do some of our own plugs, baby. If you'd like to talk to us, uh, tell us we're stupid. Tell us we're beautiful. The quickest way to get to us is our Facebook group, facebook.com slash we love to watch or our website wltwpodcast.com leave us a comment tell us we're doing a good job only tell us we're doing a good job we're so sensitive we're sensitive boys we're soft boys and uh if you'd like to help other people if you enjoy our show and want other people to be able to listen to this fine fine program that we produce at no cost We don't get any money for this. You guys have yet to pay us anything. We live and we breathe off of good reviews from iTunes. So if you would please go to iTunes, review our show, give us a positive rating. We would love to get more and more people involved in this show and this community. I know you hear it all the time, but it really does help. And we're also available if you don't use iTunes. We're also available on Google Music, Stitcher, Tune in. We're currently on SoundCloud. We'll take that out if SoundCloud goes away. (laughs) That's it. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned, guys, on our Facebook page especially. We're going to have a lot more polls, a lot more prizes, and a lot more uh, interaction with you guys. So keep it tuned in. Uh, Let us know what you guys are thinking. And again, above all else, thanks for listening to We Love to Watch.